Hello, everybody, and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends as we take you through, episode by episode, chronologically talking about the classic sitcom. I'm Michael. I'm here with my bosom buddy, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey. How's it going? Great. How are you? Doing all right. Good. We started this podcast in the depths of winter, like, basically because we couldn't go outside, and now here we are. In spring, spring has sprung, looking out the window, it's a beautiful day out there. It is, it's beautiful, the sun's shining, not a cloud in the sky. And what are we doing? Just sitting here, wasting our lives, watching a TV show that's been <laughs> off the air for over a decade. <laughs> the people want to hear this, Michael. I, do they, though? They, they need to know. They need to know what we think. What we think about this show. because yeah, it's not like we're even telling a story. Like, if people need to know what happened in Friends, you can just go watch Friends. They need to know our perspective. <laughs> I guess they do. All right. Well, we thank you for that. We've just finished watching the one after the Super Bowl, which was a classic episode. It's a double bumper whammy special bonus episode today. It's two for the price of one. We're talking about two episodes today. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. It's going to be great. Can't wait to talk about that. There's Do a lot that happened. There is a lot. To talk about. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that, and before we get to our, our segment of Ask Elizabeth, we got some really, there's something I want to talk to you about. I've been keeping this from you the last couple of days. Oh, God. I got a tweet from our buddy Eric Saris on Twitter, and he was, um, apparently, there's going to be a Friends musical. What? Yeah, it's going to be a Friends musical. It's going to be great. It's coming in the fall. What? Yeah, it's by, like, a production company that do, like, I don't know, like pop-up musicals. They did one for Saved by the Bell, and I think they did one for Beverly Hills 90210. There's going to be a Friends one. I don't know how to feel. How do you... Happy. Feel happy. I can't imagine that being any good. Why? Like, can you imagine, like, Chandler singing a song as he walks down the street? Like, I just... They're not... It's not going to be, like, too serious, and they're not bringing back the cast to do it. Yeah, yeah, I imagine there would just be other people. So yeah. are they auditioning for this, or... I don't know why. Do you want to do it? <laughs> I would be great at Phoebe. You see, I was thinking we should get tickets, but you can't go see it. I can't. They would give stuff away. Yeah, you can't see it. I'll go see it. And you can have your own podcast by yourself. Mm-hmm. Where you talk about it, and I just don't listen to it. I might go see it. I think it's in New York. I might take a wee... We bust down, go see it. Could be fun. You might as well go to Broadway if you're going to go to New York. And see. This is going to be on Broadway. This is going to be on oh, the big no way. Broadway scene. Yikes, they're the get, They're getting everyone to do it. Mm. It's going to kick off Spamalot. Get out of here, Spamalot. No way. Yeah, cats, forget about it. Move <laughs> over. Smelly cats, more like. That's what we're having. Well, I would watch a musical entitled Smelly Cat. <laughs> would you? Yes, of course. Based on Phoebe's popular song? They just, like, pump in a horrid smell into the house, so everyone's, like, oh, sitting around. God. <laughs> like, it's just a faint smell. They're like, what is that? Is the person next to me? Is it me? Why, why would anyone ever choose to go see that play? <laughs> they don't know that's going to happen. <laughs> right. Just a choice. So, are you ready for our, our next segment? Yes. Cue the music. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. They have to do it the same. All right, you start it. Ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth. Alright, this question today comes from an at Michael on the couch next to you, because I <laughs> thought of this week's question. Oh boy. Yep. 
But if you do want to submit a question to Ask Elizabeth at FriendsPod on Twitter is the way to do it. My question to you is, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. who would win in a fight? We saw fighting in today's episode, but who would win in a fight between Ross and Chandler? Hmm. We're just assuming that Joey would... I think we could both agree Joey would kick both their asses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think Ross would win. Ross? Just um, like in a straight-up one-on-one fight, bare knuckle? Yeah, I think um, just based on physically, he's bigger. Yeah? You I think ju- that's it? And I just feel like he holds things in, and I just... I, I feel that... He's he just, like, he bottles things up? Yeah. Because oh, we only shit. see, like, sadness from him, and, like... Whoa. So I feel like anger isn't expressed as well with him. So this I feel like it would be like, boom! And he'd... Yeah. Damn. Chandler would go over his heels. Heels over... What is it? Ass over heel? Heel over? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But know. is it not more about... It's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog, Elizabeth. I and think, you think Ross has got I that rage. Ross would win. Yeah. may have stumbled on something here. Oh, yeah. I took this question to Twitter. I asked our, our, our people on Twitter who, uh, oh. who we thought would win. And it was very close, but by 56% to 44, people went with Chandler. Why? I don't know. I think people were just hopping on the hating Ross bandwagon. Well, good for you, everyone. Especially um, podcast with No Aim. They tweeted and said, Ross couldn't win anything. He's a cowardly, weak prick. <laughs> Which is harsh. It's so harsh. I mean, that's your kindred spirit right there, but... Yeah, I thought we were hard on Ross, but that's pretty pretty harsh. But the Ross hate continues. I think it's spreading. Like I showed you today, there was a BuzzFeed article as well about how Ross is the worst. I know. I'm, I feel bad. Yeah. Is it because of this podcast? Well, I mean, it covers a lot of things. I can't tell you what happens in the article, okay. what they've written. But, like, they cover points that we have specifically talked about oh, on wow. this show. So, I don't know. You'll be hearing from our lawyers, BuzzFeed. Yeah. You're going to have to pay the big bucks. Though I do want to say that in this episode, or these two episodes, his hair. He's got it figured out. The you like it? The gel to hair ratio is oh, much no. better. Oh no, he has loads of gel Yeah, in his but hair. it looks better. It's not like obvious the particle of hair separated like it has been in the past. It looks nice. It's like a nice style. It kind of reminds me of like a 30s. He's look. got like a sort of classic side parting going on. Like a sort of... Yeah, I think it looks nice actually. It's like a sort of Cary Grant. Yeah. Hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. I'm digging it okay. I yes. think everyone's hair is kind of on point. You weren't liking yeah. Monica's hair very much this episode. No, no, I like her hair. I just don't like her bang hairs because they have like a distinct inch between each of them and what? they move around when she talks and I can't stop looking at them. We've got listeners in the UK. What are bang hairs? Oh, like fringe. Yes, the fringe the hairs. Fringe. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to talk about this? these episodes? I'm ready, Michael. Two episodes. Season two, episode 12 and 13. The one after the Super Bowl. Do you know why it's called the one after the Super Bowl, Elizabeth? Because there's no mention of football in this episode. Because it aired after the Super Bowl? That's exactly right. Yes. NBC aired after the Super Bowl. Do you know why they did this? Because people are already watching TV and they want their numbers to be high. And... Yeah. So this was like this was like a new thing that, that um, NBC were going for. Traditionally, they launch brand new shows right after the Super Bowl because they think it's going to bring in a big audience and people are going to see it and they're going to be like, oh, cool. Um, but this... That tactic hasn't really worked for them all that much, so they decided to put a, an already established show on the air. That's smart. And to see to see how that would go. I think they're, it was purely a ploy to, like, they were tr- they were aiming for the highest grossing ad revenue day in television history. Wow. Which Did means it happen? They wanted to make the most amount of money from advertisement sold, and obviously Super Bowl was a very coveted spot. And then having friends afterwards as well, they they figured it would it would work out. Did it happen? It did happen. 
actually. It did prove to be successful. They sold advertisement rates for these, this like double episode of Friends, averaged at $600,000 for 30 seconds of commercial time. Wow. Which is probably pretty insignificant to what they pay today. Yeah, right. I bet it's a hell of a lot higher today. But back then, in the mid-90s... It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So this episode, it aired on January 28th, right after Super Bowl 30, 1996. It was between the Cowboys and the Steelers. Classic Ooh. game. You remember the score on that game? I bet you were watching. Oh, I was totally mm-hmm. watching. I love football. Go Steelers. Woo! Big Steelers um, fan here. Second favorite team after the Minnesota Vikings. You are the strangest human I've ever known. So the score, anyway, not a good day for Pittsburgh. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, I knew it. Cowboys win. Cowboys won 27-17. Oh, okay. But that's not what we're gonna be here to guess, Elizabeth. We're here to guess the rating for this episode. Okay. What do you think it got? Well, is it higher or lower than the last one? So the last one had a rating of 31.6 million. They did go higher for this one. It's a special one. What do you think? 34.6. 34.6? No. I'm afraid not. What was it? A little higher. 35. A little higher. 40. A little higher. What? 52.9 million people watched this episode, Elizabeth. This is it. This is the pinnacle. They ain't getting higher than this. This is the most watched episode of Friends of all time. On its first run, anyway. And you can tell they were making a big deal out of it. I mean, it's a shame that it was kind of based on advertisement and like trying to make the most money for that it's not like they were going for like the most watched show in history or something they were going for the most ad revenue accumulated in a day wow but yeah there we go 52.9 million people watched this that's impressive they got some big names on here oh yeah we're gonna talk about it we open weirdly and but probably quite fittingly after uh the super bowl we open on a commercial which yes. is quite fitting. I think it probably went straight into that commercial and people thought, oh, the show hasn't started yet. Yeah, yeah, here yeah. we are. We've got another commercial. That's smart. For Monkey Shine Beer. They're sitting around watching it. Guy's working at a desk. A monkey comes in. He opens a beer. Girls with bikinis run in. The usual. The usual. Yeah, exactly. Typical work day. Typical work day. And then we cut to the apartment where everyone's watching it and Ross is like, oh, the, the commercial makes me so sad. It's like, no shit, Ross. Everything makes you sad, mate. Oh, guys. Oh, it looks like Marcel. Like, oh. we have seen in past episodes, like, when he was the anniversary of the first time him and Carol 2.0 were together. Mm-hmm. Like, everything makes him sad. Like, but ice. nothing makes him angry enough to express it. Ooh. Hence why Chandler has something coming for him. You think he's a ticking time bomb? Totally. <laughs> oh, shoot. So anyway, um, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I miss Marcel. I'm a, I wish I didn't have to give him up. And everyone's like, oh, well, you had to. There you go. Too bad. And then uh, the the opening ends with Chandler cracking a joke, as it always does. How how do how many episodes do you think like open? How many times do do you think we go into the the Rembrandt's music after like a Chandler one liner? <laughs> like eighty percent. Yeah, do you think it's as high as that? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It seems like a lot. Yeah, it does. But. Uh, you weren't impressed by his one-liner this time, anyway. No, it, it was weak. Is that what I said? You said it was weak. Weak! Your shit's weak! Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was It was about pooping in someone's hat or something. It wasn't even really worth trying to remember. No, it even seemed like him as an actor getting the line out was just like, ugh, I've probably done this like eight times already, and I just, it's not funny. Oh. Yeah, I just, I didn't see him feeling it. Um, and then I noticed we went into the credits, and it was different. It was different. We got that classic... 
classic. Shot of the guys running down the street yeah, with all the baby you... stuff. It was the, I knew it was there. I feel very vindicated, thank goodness. Yeah, everything was different. I mean, there's a couple of them that were the same. But they end on the Ross and Rachel kiss mm. that we had seen, which was very confusing because they're not together. They're not together and, like... It didn't end well between... Like, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know why that that's that. the last thing that you would see before you go into the show from the credits. Because people, people like a bit of romance, I guess. I mean, definitely, but I don't know. It was just kind of... Maybe it's foreshadowing? I don't know. I mean, imagine if you were watching this episode for the first time, and a lot of people did watch this as the first time. You know, they're gaining 20 million viewers with this episode. Like, you would see those two kissing and think... Oh, oh they're, they're together yeah. and nothing in this episode. It'd be confusing like, if you they, didn't know. They barely interact at all. So we're in Central Perk. Joey is enjoying his run on Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. It was initially four episodes that he was signed up for. It seems like he's it's become a regular deal now. Yeah. They never talk about it, but it seems like he's just on the show now. Seems that way. Because he's got fan mail. Right. So it would you would think... It would take more than four episodes to get some fan mail. God knows mm-hmm. it's taken us more than four episodes to get any <laughs> fan mail. Uh, he gets some creepy, creepy letter from one of his fans. She sends her eyelashes in the mail, and Joey's very excited because he's got his own stalker. Yeah, so great. like every celebrity has a stalker, right? One yeah. or two, or twelve, or three hundred. This was back in the day, like the nineties. Like having a stalker was kind of cool. This was before Twitter, when you could just, you know. Send celebrities pictures of your dick over the internet easily. Right. Yeah. You had to go to the bother of looking up where someone lived if you wanted to stalk them. Simpler times. Right. Gosh. I miss it. Man, I want to do that. Yeah. Phoebe seems to have an acute admirer in the coffee shop. He's kind of looking at her. Well, a tall tall drink of water is eyeing her up. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like... It seemed like she had... Seen him before and yeah. knew him before? Yeah. Something. He's been, like, he's, she's about to perform, anyway. Yeah. She's about to sing her songs, and, yeah, she, he seems to be there when she's singing her songs, and then he comes over and introduces himself. His name's Rob, and basically he wants to book her to perform for some children. He mm-hmm. works for some company that... Like a library? I guess. Yeah. Library? School? I don't know. It was a different libraries that she was going to. It was the same building every time that they were in. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, he comes over. You didn't recognize Rob. No, I didn't. You didn't? He was our first of many, many guest stars in this double episode. Popular singer of that period, Chris Isaac. Chris Isaacs? You know him? Is that a country singer? No. No? Like, he has that song, And I want to fall in love with you. It's oh man, very, sign him up! Woo! It's a very, very sexy music video where he's like getting down on the sand with a, a beautiful lady. Oh but no, I don't You don't know, know it? I don't like, think so. I think it's called like, I don't know, Forbidden Kiss or, it's not Careless Whisper because that's George Michael. Sure we're not talking about like Enrique? I feel like he would have Was a song like Enrique? that. Alright, this is where we're going to play a little bit of background music while we look up who this guy is. Alright, we're back. We've educated ourselves. It's Chris Isaac, not Isaacs. The song that I was singing was Wicked Game. You don't know it at all. Not at all. It's been covered quite recently by other people, like sort of slow acoustic versions of it. Oh, okay. And we watched a little bit of the video where he is just 
going to Bone Town on a beach with some beautiful lady. Probably some, like, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. No, I think she's just a, a librarian that he plucked from obscurity. Probably. Yeah. We're watching them now frolic on the beach. Bless them. I don't like it. Anyway, that's like who it porn. is. I feel like I'm watching a porn right now. <laughs> So anyway, that's who it is. He has booked Phoebe to have a job. There seems to be a little spark between them as well. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little chemistry. Yeah. Joy. Oh, the swimsuit's coming off. Maybe, can you, can you turn this off because it's distracting me? <laughs> He's just staring at her. Oh, no! Uh, we cut to the bachelor pad of Joey and Chandler's. Did you spot the creepy clown cookie sure jar this time? Did, did. you? Oh, I didn't yes. see it this time. I can't look away. I can't not see him. Oh, I didn't notice it. But, um, yep, it was there, apparently. They're just hanging out, and Joey's stalker comes to visit. She buzzes the intercom. It's like, hi, it's Erica. And Joey and Chandler are like, oh, no. And she's like, oh, never mind, the door's open. So she's coming up the stairs, and they panic. <laughs> First, they go and try and run and hide in Monica and Rachel's place. It's the one time they're not home. It's funny. Yeah, it's it kind of funny, because they're always there. <laughs> yeah, right? And they always just walk in. Um, they get a frying pan. They're going to attack her. Chandler arms himself with a bottle of washing up liquid. Yeah, uh, dish soap, as you'd yeah. say, in America. Okay. Washing up liquid. Washing up liquid. Is that yeah. the UK way? I guess so. All right. More differences. I would have armed myself with the creepy clown. Yeah, right? Smash it on her head. Smash it on her head. <laughs> and then she nothing would, dies. She would be possessed by the evil spirit within it. It would have been fine. Anyway, uh, she knocks on the door, they open the door, and it's Brooke Shields! Yes. We get our first woo from the audience. Yeah, those eyebrows. She originated the the heavy eyebrow look that I feel like girls are going for these days. Did she? Yeah. Can you explain this for me? Because she, was ne- she wasn't a star in in the UK, I don't think. Like, what is she... Fi- I know she's an actress, but what did she do? She did... Oh, it was. She was young. She was quite yeah. young in it. She did this, like, scene, I can't remember the movie, it was an older movie, and she's with this other, like, hunky young guy, and they basically, like, are two young, like, stranded kids on a beach, and they have sex or something, like, look at Oh, up. like in the Chris Isaac video, <laughs> are all their guest stars people that they have to, have to have had sex on the beach at some point? <laughs> I mean, she's had many roles, but that's the first thing I remember her in, unless I'm confusing her with someone else, in which case you might have to cut all of this. This is going to be a long episode of us just looking shit mm-hmm. up. Dare I say it, we probably should have done this before we started. Brooke Shields, let's see. Like, I know her, she had like a show, but it came Let after this. Let me see, this. I'm going to say what I'm it was talking called, about. called like Suddenly Susan. She had a show called Suddenly Susan, which did not really take off, it probably only had a couple of seasons. And she dated Andre Agassi. Do you think she was mostly famous for dating Andre Agassi? No, she started as, back in the day, she started as a, um... Because, like, in the UK, we knew who she was, but, like, I couldn't name any movie that she's been in. Like, she's more of a television actress, right? The Blue Lagoon. Uh, 1980. I remember them making a joke about that in The Simpsons. That's she had done things before, and lots of things after, but... No, hold on. But, yeah, The Blue Lagoon... In the Victorian period, two children are shipwrecked on a tropical island in the South Pacific with no adults to guide them. The two make a simple life together, unaware that sexual maturity will eventually intervene. Jesus. That sounds like a sexy-ass movie. So I don't know how old she was in that. Or the other guy. So 1980, she was born in 65. Okay. 15. She was 15? Yikes, that's quite young. And the guy was born in 61. How old was he? 19. 
Very interesting. So, you know, she's, I think, acting. That's what she's known for. I guess. But yeah. that's the one thing I remember her in. I never saw that movie. I just remember it being referenced in something else, but... Well, she she got a woo from the audience, so she's obviously a big star. Even Chris Isaac didn't get a woo. I mean, she's very beautiful and recognizable. Mm. Yeah. Not that Chris Isaac isn't, I guess. But... He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, he's alright. He's a good, not much of an actor, bless him, but a good-looking guy. Yeah. Anyway... Ross goes down to... So yeah, they open the door and it's Brooke Shields and they're just like, okay, cool. I'm alright with it now. Well, of course, you know, it's a beautiful woman. God forbid she was not as attractive as Brooke Shields. Yeah. So Ross goes down to the zoo. The zoo. To visit Marcel. Where? The zoo. Oh, okay. He is looking for him and he like finds a a, a zoo staff member and (laughs) says, I can't seem to find my monkey. Do you think he would be able to pick him out? Like in a group of other monkeys? That's what I was wondering, because there's other capuchins. Were there other capuchins yes. in there? Because I know there was like chimpanzees and orangutans. Yeah, but I saw I other capuchins know. and I was like, what do you really know? After like a year? Like I feel like he would struggle. Uh, I don't know. Mm. It's tough, right? Maybe he had tried calling for him and none of them were even... No, but they're behind the glass. They ain't gonna hear shit. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, one of the zoo administrators goes to talk to him. Our third guest appearance of the evening, Fred Willard. Yes, I recognize him from Best in Show. He is in everything. Like, he's in Best in Show. He's in all of those um, Christopher Guest movies. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's in, like, if you were making a sitcom or a like a, a kid's show in the 1990s, Fred Willard was going to be in it. Like, his resume is ridiculous. That's he's in, cool. like, Sister Sister. He's in, like, Sister Sister, Smart Guy. You know, what? if ever you needed, like, an old, like an older-looking, nerdy man to kind of try and talk cool to the kids, Fred Willard was your man. <laughs> he was great. Like, I used to see him in everything. Like, Keenan and Kel, stuff like that. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow, I don't remember. I've seen he's all those there. shows. Oh, he's remember. there. Like... Like, I don't remember specifically, I just know he's in all of them. Oh, like, okay. just in, like, one episode. Like, he doesn't have yeah, parts. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, a guest character. Oh, that's funny. He's great. love Fred Willard. He's awesome. And he has a... He's really good in this as well. He turns up and he tells him that Marcel is dead. You were very upset at this. I was upset. Bloody hypocrite. You didn't like Marcel. I don't know, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah, so he tries to, like, comfort Ross. Not very successfully. He gives him zoo dollars. Yeah. You know, there's an old saying, sometimes monkeys die. It's, it's not a great not saying. It's not an old saying. <laughs> it's not he a great saying. just made that up. Anyway, so Ross is bummed about that. Phoebe is performing at a school slash library, which apparently lets Monica, Rachel, and Chandler <laughs> sit in the back. Just any old person come. Would that be okay? Would you be okay? Like... I mean, it's not like they're strange adults that don't have, don't have any kids with them. They're friends of the performer. So I, I feel like that's okay. But why would they want to go? I don't understand. To her. They're all the BFFs, They've got man. jobs. No, they, they don't. don't. We've know, already established. I know they don't go to them, but they have jobs that they should be doing. Maybe it was a Sunday morning. But they've heard her... Like, I would not be going. They're supporting They're meant to go her. to every gig. No, they just decided. They have nothing better to do. Well... Monica's out of a job right now. That's true. So, yeah, Phoebe is nervous. She's like, oh, kids will actually listen to my lyrics. I'm nervous about it. And Chris gives her a little kiss. A little kissy kiss to kind of get her back on track. A little peck on the lips. Oh, he looked like a bad kisser. 
Did he? Yeah. I, I think I was taking a note at that point. I'm very particular about my on-screen kisses. And mm. some people just look like they really work, and other people just don't. Right. So we get an inappropriate kiss in front of a group of children, followed by <laughs> some inappropriate songs by Phoebe. She's. This is the first time we really get to hear like her, like her back catalogue almost. And like she's not so literal with these ones. These are ones that are maybe not... She's not just, like, seeing things and writing them down. She starts off with a song about grandparents, about your grandmother. <laughs> Recently, she hasn't been coming to dinner. And last time you saw her, she looked so much thinner. It's like, that's pretty great. <coughs> she's very clever. Her songs are on point in this. But, like, the big joke is her songs are really inappropriate. So she's talking about, like, your grandmother dying. And there's a <laughs> song about, like, sleeping with people and make them like you. Uh, yeah. But not to do that. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, a good message behind it, sure, yeah. but, like, inappropriate for the kids. So I mean, the kids were, I don't know, five to nine, maybe, in age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's also revealed during this scene, Chandler's kind of recounting to the girls about Erica showing up at their door, and it's revealed that she is, like, not all there. She actually thinks that Joey is Dr. Drake Ramore, and she can watch him, like, watch his real life on the television. She thinks she's spying on him through, like, a TV yeah, she's a uh, bit delusional. Bit delusional. To say the to say the least. I mean, this was the 1990s, Elizabeth, where it was okay to make fun of mental illness. It was very funny ah, back yes. in the day. You know, <laughs> this person is completely delusional. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy idiot. Ross is hanging around, moping at the zoo, <laughs> just ruining a good time for everyone else. Look at that sad man in front of the monkeys, mummy. What's he doing? Get away from him, Joey. <laughs> That's my scenario that I painted. But he's hanging out. He gets approached by another zoo employee. Guy sweeping up. Did you recognize him? I, I kind of thought he was the gay guy in Sex and the City. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so, uh, Carrie's friend. It's not. Oh. It, that is um, Dan Castellaneta. Oh, who right. you might know as the voice of Homer Simpson from The Simpsons. And... Many other things. Another well. show maybe we should start a podcast on, as I've never seen it. Oh, shoot. We could do that next. Oh, here we go. Don't steal it, everybody. Okay, but that show's been going on for 20, Okay, like no, I, years. I don't have that time. You ready I for have, that? It's I still going. life. Okay, so he's there. He does a fun little cameo. He tells him that uh, Marcel's still alive. There was a break-in at the zoo. It was an inside job. He's working in the entertainment industry. He's very funny. Mm-hmm. It's a very good cameo. Um... He basically, he like, he sort of breaks off from their conversation to deliver little monologues about the bats and the and the possums. It's, it's yeah, it was good. good. It's it was good. really, really good. And then the joke is, he's like, oh, how much is this information worth to you? And he's like, well, nothing, because you've already told me. And mm. he's like, ah, oh, damn it. So, yeah, it's revealed that he's not dead. Mm-hmm. He's alive somewhere. Yeah. But where? But where? Joey goes on an awkward date with Brooke Shields. Where she licks his hands. Oh my god, it was so uncomfortable. I mean, she did a great job because clearly that's what the audience is supposed to feel. Yeah. But yeah, she she was just she was crazy. She Lick really his nailed hands and biting them. She really nailed like the crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. Like the crazy eyes was spot on. And her she was dressed like she was about to meet the queen. You know, yep. it was like totally inappropriate for the yeah for the restaurant. And there's freaking people all around. And he, she refers to him as Drake, as his yeah. character's name, and has no idea. And Joey just kind of lets that happen. Yeah. He doesn't say... He's fine with okay, it. Okay, well, let me... Well, yeah, he's fine with it, because she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think that's it. Joey's very shallow. Yeah. Joey, if you're attractive enough, Joey will let you lick his hands in front of a room full of people. And it was not weird. It, was, it wasn't just like a little lick, like a little like... Mm-hmm. It was a, like licks all over his palm. <laughs> so then the, um, the scene ends when... Uh, patron of the restaurant starts choking and they're like oh is there a doctor in the house and Brooke gets up and goes yes there's a doctor the finest doctor and she kind of does like you mentioned like like meeting the queen she does like a sort of grand gesture <laughs> of a sweeping arm and is like the finest doctor in all of Salem Dr. Drake Ramore and he's just sort of like no no now are they referring to Salem Massachusetts Salem New Hampshire Salem Where, some other state wherever days of our lives is set we're not looking it up. We've already looked up enough things this <laughs> okay, episode. Okay, okay, okay. It doesn't matter. But I just don't get it because if they're in New York City and she thinks she's seeing him. Yeah. And then she could, like, she sees him through her TV and yeah. then can go to his house later that day and he's Well, there. that comes up later in the episode. She goes, how could you be here in New York? I just saw you in Salem. And he says, right, they just helicoptered me in. Okay. I think there's probably a Salem, New York. I think it's probably a New York base. It's probably like an upstate New York thing. All right. But we're not looking up right now. We've got we've got to plow on. We're not even halfway through. Um, Phoebe, Chris Isaac gives Phoebe a little talk, just being like, you need to tone down your songs a little bit because the parents think that it's a little bit too blunt. We, I mean, I love your honesty, but it's not really appropriate for children. She's like, okay, I've got songs for barnyard an- about barnyard animals. She sings a song about barnyard animals. Farmer comes along and hits him on the head and chops him up and that's how we get hamburgers. Another really good song. Awesome song. <laughs> Used to love that. This was one of my like best memories of friends watching this stuff. I was like, yeah, Phoebe's songs in this episode are awesome. <laughs> it's true. The kids need to know. Mm-hmm. It's revealed... Ross does some investigating and it turns out that Marcel is the Monkey Shines monkey. Yes, from the beer commercial. From the beer commercial. I from totally the beginning. called that. It all adds up. I called it, didn't I? So Ross thinks that he would recognize Marcel in a cage full of monkeys looking exactly like him, but he couldn't recognize him on an advert with just one monkey. Well, he assumed that he was in a zoo, so how in the world did he be on a commercial? No, he wouldn't put that together. I guess. Joey and Chandler and Ross and Monica and Rachel are all hanging out in Joey and Chandler's apartment. That's got to be the first time we've seen, like, all of them hanging out in there. They're hanging out watching Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Erica comes round. She brings up, oh, I just watch you on telly. How could you be here? And he's like, well, they choppered me in. And then she gets mad because in one of the scenes that she watched, Joey kissed another girl. Yeah, so. she's she's in a, a fit. She comes in looking around the apartment. Where is she? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And Joey just tries to like be like, right, you're not worth the effort anymore. Right. Um, I'm an actor. It's a television show. You're crazy. She doesn't seem to get it. She's like, I don't understand any of this. They show her like a clip of the te- the show going on. And she's like, I still don't get what's going on. So then Ross has the ingenious idea of just basically making the world to be a soap opera. It was awesome. He calls Joey. He's not Drake Ramore. He's Hans Ramore. Drake's evil twin. And of course she believes it. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Rachel jumps in and is like, and he... He lied to try to sleep with me and splashes water in yeah, his face. Yeah, there's lots and, of water thrown in yeah, this scene. Yeah, and then good. Monica jumps in. Yeah, the, everyone's everyone's in it just basically taking the piss and making her believe that this world is just a soap opera. Like, mm-hmm. the, kind of the world she lives in, in her own little mind. Yep. So she basically, and they're like, oh, you deserve to be with the real Drake. You should go to Salem. And she's like, okay, I'll never forget you. And then he slams the door in her face. 
Yeah, it was really funny. Like, you don't expect it. She's like, I will never forget you after they share a kiss. And he just slams the door. That's pretty great. And, like, it's not that he slams it with his hand closing himself. He has it and so forcefully shuts it that the the weight of the door, like, boom. It's good. It's very good. Phoebe is fired by Chris Isaac for her songs not being appropriate for kids. I mean, to be fair, he's been scouting her. He should know that her songs are not appropriate for kids. I mean, I don't know why she didn't bust out Smelly Cat. The one song in her repertoire (laughs) that is appropriate for children, and she doesn't bother to sing it. That's true. But she's basically like, I won't compromise. These are my songs. I'm not going to tone them down. Mm -hmm. Too bad. So they break up. She's feeling a bit bummed about it, but then she goes to perform in Central Park, and little TJ from Smart Guy which I'm sure Fred Willard's had a cameo in at some point or another, runs in. He is looking adorable. And he's like, is this where the lady who tells the truth is singing? And Phoebe's like, yep, here I am. And then loads of kids fly in. She loves it. She's mm-hmm. so happy that kids actually like it. And then she sings a song about bisexuals. No. Well, well kind of. Yeah. And she sings like... Just about the different types of love. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. And that just about wraps it up. The end with... Ross finds out that Marcel is filming a movie in New York. Outbreak 2, The Virus Takes Manhattan. Dun, dun, dun. Sequel to Outbreak, mm-hmm. which was an actual movie. Mm. You ever see it? Nope. It was about a virus that was brought to America by a monkey and like killed a bunch of people. Starring Dustin Hoffman and probably other people. Nah, I wouldn't want to see it. No, I bet not. But this is a fake sequel. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's in that movie. So they go down to the set. He's shooting on location on the streets in New York. And Ross sees him and he's like, hey, Marcel. And he doesn't recognize him at first. So then they all sing in the jungle, the mountain jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. And he comes running over. Oh, that's so sweet. Is it? He recognizes the song and then he runs over and he jumps on Ross's shoulder just like old times. Aww. It was so sweet. I liked that. Mm. And then the episode ends with Phoebe and Chris Isaac playing guitar. This seems to be the thing. Whenever they, like, hire a singer to do a cameo, they end up doing, like, a little song with Phoebe at the end. Mm -hmm. And he, like, tries to do his little... At the end of Smelly Cat, and Phoebe starts laughing at him. Yeah, she's like, "Um, maybe choose a more masculine note. Damn. And I didn't get that line. I just thought she was just kind of being rude, but I didn't get it that that was his thing. I didn't know he was a singer. You were in the position of 11-year-old Michael, because I had no idea who he was back in the day either. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that wrapped it up of the first part of the one after the Super Bowl. It was pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Who was your favorite of the celebrity appearances, the guest appearances? The zoo guy. What's his name? Mr. Dan Castellaneta. Castellaneta. You liked him over Brooke Shields? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I he's... thought they were both really good because I yeah. thought her character would be probably super fun to play. Yeah. But he just, he was so subtle in his humor and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Well, I don't think, I think like the big names that they sold this episode on were like Chris Isaac and Brooke Shields. I don't think Fred Willard and Dan Castellaneta are quite the big names as them. No, but they did a great job. Yeah, they were great. Really good. Uh, God, this is running long. We need to jump right into the second part. Okay, ready, part two, go. So we open on set. They're the, they're like visiting the movie on set. Yep, next day. They're shooting on location on the streets of New York, and this episode is largely filmed on location on the streets of New York. Like you mentioned, oh, it's the first time we never really see them walking along the streets. It's like, that's because it's usually in a studio, but here there's some filming outside. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? It's a great. Big episode. They got a, they got a budget. They got 52 million viewers to get. Yeah. They 
are allowed to visit Marcel on set. Like, they literally just say, oh, we know the monkey, and they're all allowed onto this set. It doesn't make any sense. It's make... wandering about. Yeah. Not it's like, oh, you know the monkey? Oh, great. Uh, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> oh, the... I, I have the same shoes as that actor, so yeah. I, can, I can get on there. Like, it allows Joey to be able to, like, walk up and audition to the director, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he kind of pulls Phoebe over to where the director is sitting. And it's like, oh, this woman, she has the virus. And just trying to see if the director's looking at him to get him cast in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a strong audition. I thought you were timing up a little bit. Well, of course. That's, he needs to get his attention somehow, that's, right? That's soap opera acting for you. He's yeah. picking up some bad habits. So we, the episode opens weirdly with um, Julia Roberts appearing from like a trailer and having a conversation with another non-friend. Like, it's a weird way to open the episode. Like, after the opening credits, she's, like, talking to, like, another, like, I don't know. It was the assistant to the director. Right, the assistant director, who we see later. Yeah, she's just, like, she's sort of moaning about, like, makeup. I guess she's a makeup artist yeah. or a costume designer. And that's the thing, like, she's establishing, I'm not Julia Roberts. And, like, she ends, like, that little bit with, oh, I hate actors. And everyone's like, ah, ha, 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 Yeah. That's funny. Well, I think they wanted to shock you. Yeah. I think her appearance is supposed to be like a, wait, what? That's Julia Roberts. Right. This is a world where Jean-Claude Van Damme is a real person, but Julia Roberts is not a real person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's there. She spots Chandler, who she knew from childhood, basically, and she sort of comes up and is like, hey, hey, how are you doing? Nice to see you. And Chandler's like, oh, hello there. Oh, you grew up quite well. And... <laughs> you grew up very well. Yeah, and, you know, she's playing it off like, ah, oh, he... I'm, I'm so happy to see you. This is so cool. Fourth grade. Remember that time we were on a play and you pulled my skirt down and everybody saw my underpants? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, that and was like, oh, 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 what larks. She's like, yeah, so, you know, let's go out sometime. Yeah. Chandler's so, like, great, awesome. <laughs> also, Monica and Rachel are just wandering around this movie set. Because, you know, you can do that. You can do that. They see the star of the movie, Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme. You're shrugging. You don't know who Jean-Claude Van Damme is? No, Michael. No? I don't know things. Big people. action hero from the 1990s. That says it all. Do you he's... think as a kid I was sitting around watching action I movies? He's I was like... watching, like, Barney. Do you know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is? <laughs> yes. Do you know who Sylvester Stallone is? Mm-hmm. He's like the next rung down, basically, in terms of... Well, like, maybe like underneath Bruce Willis as well. I guess the thing is, I know who all those actors are, but I've never seen them in anything. Right. Well, Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to know any of his movies. He, As you may have picked up from this episode, he's not the greatest actor in the world. No. He is known... He, also, English isn't his first act language, which makes it trickier. Where is he from? He is Belgian. Mm. His nickname is The Muscles from Brussels, <laughs> which is quite fitting. That's but, good. Uh, yeah, so he's in this. Monica is like, oh, he's really hot. I love him. I want a bit of that guy. Rachel's like, oh, you should go ask him out. And she's like, no way. So Rachel's like, I'll go ask him out for you. Like a little high school thing. I guess so. Like, Monica literally hides behind, a, like, round a corner, like, <laughs> down an alley. While Rachel goes up and she's like, oh, my friend thinks you're cute. And he's like, I think you're cute. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, okay. And then she goes back and she's like, oh, yeah, he wasn't interested in you. Sorry. But he did ask me out. And she's like, ugh, he sounds like a jerk. Like, Rachel basically asked for her permission to go out with him. She's like, yeah, you can go out with him if you want. I don't care. She turns around and is like, yeah, Jean-Claude, see that? She said, yes, I'll go out with you. Mm-hmm. And then we get a really cool shot of Jean-Claude just kind of leaning into a thumbs up with his head tilted. He's like, 
No, is that like his his? Thing? No, no, oh. it's just a really awesome shot that I remember even from like, I don't know. It's just a bizarre shot. Like because like they didn't to... trust him to just sort of like do a subtle wave and just be sort of like yeah, it's like he has to fucking go for it. It's like thumb up, head tilted, leaning into it. I thought because you had such a nice reaction to that as we were watching it, that that was his thing. Like, that's what he did in every movie it's or whatever. It's just a standout. Like, if people are listening to this and they haven't seen this episode in a while, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's just <laughs> the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme thumbs up. It's awesome. It's so silly. Yeah. So, Chandler, against his normal form, seems to be doing quite well. Yeah, it's about time we see him with a, a lady friend. Mm-hmm. Seems to she seems to be digging him. They make a date. Things get hot and heavy on the couch. Yeah, um, she's a little crazy, huh? Like she's she's she going goes for it. For yeah, it. She's a woman with the plan, as we'll reveal later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're going for it. You, you talked about Chris Isaac and Phoebe like awkwardly kissing. What did you think of um, their kissing? It was fine, but fine. I, yeah, but I don't really like Julia Roberts that much. I mean, right. There's something. About there's something about her. But did you buy their chemistry? No, not really. No? Would you be surprised to learn that they were dating at the time of this episode <gasps> being filmed? <laughs> no! Twist! I feel like I need to go back and watch it all yeah. now. Oh my god. Yep, they were dating at the time. Crap. She well. basically did the show as a favor to him. As like a joke. She thought it would be funny. And I think like an executive, like one of the assistant directors or something commented being like, I've never seen a more, like, comfortable, realistic on-screen kiss as when those two were going at it. Well, and I have to say, I was getting pretty horny watching them. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry, everyone. Do you buy them as a couple? Um, no. No? Why? You think Chandler's batting out of his league a wee bit? No. No? I just don't like the way they look together. No? Oh, I think, I think they're quite a nice couple. I think they're all right. I, when I see Julie Roberts, all I see... It's Tinkerbell. Oh. Simple childhood memories. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, they're they're going hot and heavy. Basically, they're going out on the couch, and China's like, yeah, let's do this. And she's like, we have dinner reservations. And she's like, all right. So she's like, what would be hot is if you wore my underwear. And so he wears her underwear. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess everything turns everyone on in yeah. their own way, but would it even fit him? And what, how, where would he put his things? They refer to it as a thong. Yes, uh, like a G-string. So there's... Where would his stuff as go? As I understand, there's a bit of stretch to those things. Where would his stuff I go? I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. It would just be like flopping out one of the sides. Yeah, I guess. Like, there's no place for it to, to be. Spoiler alert, this is not the only time that Friends will do a storyline where a guy is wearing women's underwear. Oh boy, I can only imagine. So look out for that. So basically, that's it. They're going out to dinner. Uh, he's wearing her underwear. Monica, uh, Rachel goes out with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Monica is jealous. They basically have a big argument. Phoebe is trying to, like, moderate and be like, oh, come on, you know, sort this out. Yeah. Rachel, tell Monica how you feel. So Monica, Rachel's, like, facing away from Monica, and she's like, starts being like, it's not fair. She says she didn't want to go out with him. And, like, behind her back, Monica's making fun of her. And Rachel kind of stops and goes, do you think I can't see your reflection on the television screen? It's mm-hmm. very funny. It's all very good. Um, who's in the right out of Monica and Rachel? Rachel. Yeah? Because she asked permission. She did. I mean, she didn't... 
she shouldn't have any solidarity to be like, ah, well, if he would turn you down, he wouldn't be a good guy. You know, like, yeah. as a friend, like, probably what Monica would want to hear. But I think Rachel, because she did ask permission. Yeah. And Monica was like, I mean, sure, if you want to. I think Monica didn't do enough to put herself out there. And therefore, she only has herself to blame. Yeah. Like, if they had both gone up to him and Monica had been like, oh, yeah, I want to go out with you. But he was like, oh, I want to go out with her. Then you would be like, oh, he's a, he's a scumbag. Right. And you would blame Rachel if she then agreed to go out with him. But I think the fact that, like, Rachel's a good looking lassie. She goes up to Jean-Claude Van Damme and is like, oh, you go out with my friend. He's going to be like, well, I don't know who your friend is, but you look pretty good. Yeah. So why don't we, like... But, like, would a, would a well-known actor at that time be like, oh, some random biddy coming up to me? I get... But couldn't he just be with anyone? Yeah, and he wants I imagine, to be with like, Okay, I, I, I imagine, like, you might want to be with some big movie star or whatever. Well, there is talk of Drew Barrymore later on in the episode, but... Yeah, what? So, they get in a fight. They actually get into a physical fight. It starts with them flicking each other, and then they start... Yeah, doing a little slap, like the girl thing. Mm-hmm. And this kind of leads us back to the question I asked you at the beginning of the episode, but who do you think, like, if Phoebe hadn't stepped in, who do you think would win between Monica and Rachel? Rachel. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm very surprised at that. She's scrappy. She's scrappy and she initiated the flick, so she's, like, determined. I'm going to ask you in a few seasons' time, I think your answer will change. Are we just assuming Phoebe could take them both? Easily. Easily? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, So, yeah, Phoebe breaks it up. It basically comes down to Rachel's like, well, if it means that much to you, I will tell him to go out with you instead. And and that's Which how it's like. like. It's a bit okay, weird. Okay, cool. You yeah. can have my leftovers. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Back at the restaurant, we go to the restaurant, and there is a weird little five-person date going on between Chandler and Julia Roberts, and then three other people that have no business being there. Well, it's Joey, Ross, and then the assistant to the director that we saw earlier. Yeah. And I think Joey... Is it the assistant director or the assistant to, to the, the director? director oh, I see. To the director. Oh, And Joey had pretty much, I assume, asked her to be there, or maybe Julia Roberts' character asked her to be there, but Joey was hoping that she yeah. would have something to do with casting, mm-hmm. so that he could kind of, like, you know, get try to get himself into the movie. And then they, you know, Ross is just being a sad sack and joins the party. Well, Ross, it should be said, was expecting to be hanging out with Marcel that night. But it was cancelled yeah. because he had to work. So he was really upset about that. But yeah, yeah. It's the scene opens with him being like, thanks for letting me come on your date. It's like, this is the first date between these two people. You should not be bringing a fifth wheel. That's ridiculous. And I noticed when they were looking at the menu that the name of the restaurant was Marcel's. That was such a good spot. I was so proud of you. I was so annoyed that I missed that. I think I was busy taking notes. But yeah, they were at a restaurant called Marcel. They I'm did, very observant, Michael. They did little bits of that. There was a bit earlier on in the episode where Chandler and Julia Roberts were talking on the street and there was like a record store behind them and there was a sticker for Chris Isaac in the window. That's funny. It's like, yeah, they're just dropping in these little things. There's probably more of them, to be honest. But oh, yeah. you had said that. And I was like, yeah. okay. Like, I had no idea what it was. And now right. I know. Okay. So they go on a date. Um, Julia Roberts is pretending like there's not three other people there. because she She's just, bringing the heat. She's just like, I want to... Take you to Bone Town. She, they're sitting there all looking at their me- menu. Nobody's talking, and she's not whispering in his no, ear. No, she's, she's not just being whispering. Like, see that? See that ice and that glass right there? I'm gonna take it and put it in my mouth and 
lick you everywhere. I think everyone can hear them, but they're so uncomfortable. They're just pretending to be like engrossed in their menu. You're like, oh wow, four different types of chicken. No, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, they basically sneak off to the bathroom. Well, not not so subtly. They don't really okay. sneak. They, they go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> Julia Roberts is walking around barefoot in the bathroom, which was disgusting. Ugh, it's a public bathroom. It's, it, it's the men's room, too. There's yeah. urinals and their stalls. Mm-hmm. Lord, the amount of times I imagine backsplash happens or whatever. You do not want to be walking barefoot in a guy's public bathroom. Or, or women's, for that matter. Yeah. So anyway, and she's immediately barefoot. Like, she doesn't even take her shoes off. The scene opens and she is barefoot. They get into a stall. Chandler, she's like, I want to see you in my underwear. So he takes off all of his clothes and throws them out the stall. And then she runs out the stall, picks up all of his clothes and is like, ha ha, this is revenge for when you pulled my dress up in the school play. Yeah. She was playing in that whole time. Yeah. Fair deal. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Pretty funny. Does he deserve it? Mm, no. I mean, like, he's a fourth grade kid. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so now Ch- Chandler is stranded in this bathroom stall with... A G-string a and G-string socks. and socks. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Monica goes on a date with Jean-Claude Van Damme. They're walking down the street. And she's like, oh, how did you... Why did you agree to go out with me? And he's like, because Rachel told me... You wanted a freeway with me and Drew Barrymore. It's a pretty good impression, right? <laughs> I hope everyone understood you. So, uh, yeah, so basically <laughs> Rachel set him up, which leads to more fighting. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme does not come off very well in this episode. For someone no. playing himself, it's like he's, like, turning friends against each other. He's only <laughs> interested in going out with someone if it's a freeway with Drew Barrymore. Like, it's... It's weird. Would that be a hot three-way? Because I can't imagine. Courtney Cox, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Drew Barrymore. Ugh. Nice. No, oh, not to me. Not bad. Monica's the prettiest of all of them, I'd say. Oh, okay. Shade. So that leaves um, more fighting. They fight, and then they, like, Courtney Cox, uh, Monica <laughs> tears up Rachel's sweater, and Rachel pours pasta sauce into Monica's handbag. Ugh. And then they just kind of make up, and that's kind of it. Which is fair. Like, it's not worth... Like, he is going to be gone in, like, yeah, two weeks. stupid argument. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to marry Jean-Claude Van Damme? It's not going to happen. No. Exactly. You're fighting over nothing. Mm-hmm. Joey discovers Chandler in the bathroom. It's a cute little way that they find out. Joey's sort of there whistling, and he's whistling Buffalo Gals. Won't you come out tonight? Won't you come out tonight? And Chandler what? finishes the whistle... And it's like, oh, Joey, yeah, Chandler. And, like, they're, haha, there we go. They're making fun of him. Ross comes in as well. And they basically make fun of him for a while. Yeah, they're, like, standing on opposite... He's in the middle stall. They're standing on opposite stalls looking... Standing on the toilet looking down. Mm-hmm. So, basically, they can see what he looks like in a G-string. Yeah. And, yeah, so they have fun with that for a couple of minutes. A guy walks in on them, kind of looking at him, and they get, like, a good laugh. And then Chandler mm-hmm. walks out with the door... Like, covering him so we never see him in the underwear. Yeah, you know, he probably could have been like, Joey, can I borrow your suit jacket? Right. <laughs> no. No. That's not. Elizabeth. What a crazy idea. I would argue that carrying the door brings more attention to it than needs to be. Like, you could have just been you like... You could have just booked it. Yeah, exactly. Or you could have taken some paper Like a towels. suit coat and then booked it. 
No, paper towels from, like, after you wash your hands and, like, wrap it around like a mummy. I, I think... That's what uh, I would have done. I bet it is, but... <laughs> that seems like a bit much. So, anyway, that leaves that. Um, Joey gets a part in the movie. He's very excited. Somebody called in sick, so he gets to play a victim. The movie is wrapping up, and Ross is like, Oh, well, Marcel, I don't have any time for you. Any time for me. I'm, I'm really sad. <laughs> and then there's a little... Scratchy scratch at the window of Central Park and they look over and Marcel is there. Marcel! And then we get a little montage of them hanging out. They're getting pictures with in front of the poster for Monkey Shine Beer. They're pooping in guys' hats. Sharing an ice cream cone. Sharing an ice cream cone. He's giving the little licks to the ice cream cone. Very adorable. It's a sweet little moment. And then... the same monkey. I have no idea. <laughs> And and off he goes. He drives off into the sunset after they spend a nice little day together. Mm. And there he goes. I miss him already. Do you? You didn't like him. I know, you but didn't things change. Appreciate him when he was here. Things change, Michael. Wow, there you go. I might love Ross by the end. Who knows? Who knows? And that just about wraps it up. We do get like the end credits where Joey is playing a part in the movie, and they take numerous takes where it's like this man is dying. And he, like, kind of does, <laughs> but he does it, like, each time really badly. Yeah, and then at the end, they the just, top. they change the line where it's like, this man is dead. And he's just, <laughs> they put a sheet over him and that's it. End of the episode. Joey, you've ruined it for yourself, man. Yeah. And that was the end of the second part. Who was your favorite of the celebrity cameos in this? I suppose there was only really two. You had Julia Roberts and old JCVD. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah, she was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. She has nice hair. She does have nice hair. Indeed. <laughs> that wrapped it up. That was the one after the Super Bowl. The pinnacle of friends. It's Ooh. not worth watching any episodes because it's all downhill after this. Should we just stop? Should we just stop? Uh, we could do. I mean, the weather's getting nicer. Yeah. Could pick it back up in the winter when we've got nothing better to yeah, do. Yeah, let's just forget it. Scrap it. Did you enjoy that episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah? I did. Good fun? I liked it, yeah. Good little side things. Joey and Chandler having some women problems. Women are crazy, right? Totes. Phoebe having her little thing with Chris Isaac beginning. Probably the highlight of the whole thing. Her little song and dance things. Yeah. I liked uh, Monica and Rachel fighting. Mm -hmm. That was good fun. Uh, Ross had the overarching storyline with Marcel. Although... Again, I want to say that I think... I still think Ross is the main character. Hmm. I said that before. I, I think he... It centers around Ross. He didn't have a lot to do in the second episode, but though. But it still, it still comes back to him. Like, I feel yeah. like he's the main character. For now. For now. We'll see what happens. Hmm. Yes, we will. All right. I guess that wraps it up. You looking forward to the next one? Yeah. What, what's the next one? Our next episode in the season. Season two, episode 14. It's the one with the prom video. The one with the prom video. What could that be all about? Hmm, I don't know. Do you think they're going to be able to keep their extra 20 million viewers that they got after the Super Bowl? No. I mean, the Super Bowl's exhausting. Who's sitting down to watch more television after you watch the Super Bowl? You had the Puppy Bowl before earlier in the day. Do they have the Puppy Bowl back then? I have no idea. <laughs> There's no way of knowing. No, definitely not. I don't know. We'll never know. Um, no, I don't think they kept it. I think they probably still had high numbers, maybe mm -hmm. potentially a little bit more than before, but not 50 million. You no. would think if you're bringing in an extra 20 million viewers, some of them will stick around. Sure. You'd hope you get you'd a hope. bit of a spike after that. Yeah, or maybe they're going to, I don't know, 
go back? Can can you go back and watch old ones? Not so much back then. No, it's not in syndication at that point. It's not out on, like, you might be getting, you could maybe get season one on VHS where you get maybe three episodes. Mm -hmm. Like from Blockbuster. That's how I used to watch it back in the day. So, yeah, that'll be one to look out for. Until then. We thank you all very much for listening. Mammoth episode. We've, we've, we've hit the hour mark on this one, Elizabeth. It's Whoa. been quite the marathon. But uh, we'll be back to kind of a normal episode next time. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, you can join in the fun and games over on Twitter, at FriendsPod, if you want to get involved in the show with Ask Elizabeth or any other little funny Friends tidbits you want to send us. And if you want to support the show, heading over to iTunes and leaving us a nice rating and review is a great way to help support the show, help us reach a larger audience. Tell a friend, as always, we are available on iTunes, we are available on Google Play, and we're available over on Podomatic. Until next time, Elizabeth. Michael. Cheerio. Goodbye.